Is this thing on? Let's do this. Let's get some show notes. Uh, I realized that I didn't add anything to the show notes. Oh, yes. I did have noticed that. Typical, typical. But we have other stuff to cover from last week. We do. That is the beauty of podcasts. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling topic machine where you just end up having to talk about the previous things the whole time. Uh, What happened previously? Previously, I got a toothpaste dispenser. Mm Mm-hmm. Couple of problems. One, it requires. It's just got like a little double-sided bit of adhesive on the back, which is you know obviously a high-quality fixture. Problem is, I don't actually have any splashback tiles around my sink. <laughs> this just, is a high-quality high sink. Just wallpaper. Just wall. Yeah, they just painted the wall. So I'm a little reluctant to stick it just directly onto a painted wall. Can you stick it onto a mirror? That would be my next thing. Yeah. So we'll try that. But there's a second problem in that. Uh, this toothpaste dispenser, you kind of have to shove. <laughs> you have to shove the nozzle into like a little silicon sphincter, which then that so like your toothpaste is then contaminated with this cheap ass rubbery stuff from China. Who knows where it's been? I think we just got the episode name of our show. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've contaminated your your toothpaste because I thought like the mechanism inside would be like somehow squashing the tube and then the nozzle remains your single point of contact for the bristles but no they've put a piece of yeah this silicon goes between the nozzle and then it has its own nozzle i don't know the idea of my toothpaste being contaminated by like that so at the moment my toothpaste dispenser remains unused so you just saw it you didn't even try it out well i read the mostly translated instructions (laughs) And after, like, so you didn't even insert your own toothpaste into. The I do not want to sell it. No, okay. not yet. Gotcha. Maybe I should try it. So what Does you're saying? Yeah, what you're saying is that after you've installed your toothpaste tube into yeah. this machine, there would sort of be like a buffer zone where your toothpaste would remain. Yeah, there's like an additional nozzle. In the middle, they, right. they basically added a nozzle, a secondary nozzle, a second yep. nozzle. Which I was, I don't know, just I'd feel a little bit strange about. How how else did you think it was going to dispense the? the, the well, toothpaste? it would hold the the tube in place, but then there with the existing some, nozzle, right? Yeah, but there, where would you then put the mechanism to essentially turn on and off? <laughs> Release the toothpaste. Yeah, but I thought maybe the act of pushing against the lever. Like, so basically, there's like a back plate where you, yeah, which would basically compress the tube a bit like a juicer row right that that to <laughs> topical, me sounds like cop- really topical re- joke there <laughs> aren't they the one that's like really obnoxiously stupid for making like a juice machine a six hundred dollar juice machine that can be squeezed by hand <laughs> yes it does sound a lot like this <laughs> it does. Dispenser. luckily i only spent ten dollars on it but still maybe that's going back to amazon mm. i feel like there's, Wait, can, there's a better can design return it yeah of course are you amazon. return it yeah okay you return anything to Amazon. Well, the thing is, I, I have like a statute of limitations on things that if it's like under $10, I feel like it's, I deserve it. It's my mistake <laughs> it's for fault. ordering it. Yeah. So I tend not to order those things. <laughs> like I, as soon as I saw it, I just knew no way I'm ordering this thing. <laughs> well, I've been burned too many times by Amazon. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Look at this great thing. I'm ordering it. Oh, oh wait, no. It's actually a piece of shit. 
Yeah. Um, no, it's going back. Okay. So I've been trying to do this as well. I've been trying to like find your solution as I was actually brushing my tooth and <laughs> brushing my teeth. And my wife was like, why do you need three hands? As she holds the toothbrush with one hand. So hold toothbrush in right hand. Yes. Hold your toothpaste in your left hand. Yeah, okay. I'm on board so far. Okay. Yes. Following Let's along. Let's do it. Okay. Yep. yep. And listener, I hope you're miming this out While as well. While you're holding your toothbrush in your right hand, use your middle finger and mm. thumb to unscrew the cap. Right. Put I have a flip cap, cap down. Oh, putting the cap down is tricky as well. Yeah, but yes. And then while your hand is still grasped on the toothbrush and the toothpaste on their respective hands, yes. apply. Apply a pea-sized amount. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever your doctor recommends. Unlike the commercials where they put like an inch of toothpaste <laughs> onto the toothbrush. Thank you to see those pleasing stripes. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and then go pick up the cap, which hopefully doesn't fall off onto the floor right because the cap does have a flat edge yeah yeah okay well i mean yes this is how you do it right but doesn't that seem like a lot of work i still think we can improve that process (laughs) Mm. so still yeah but yes another thing that i've been trying to look for is a replacement cap for your toothpaste Mm. because they're roughly the same size nozzle the same shaped pre-nozzle right yeah and I feel they should make those like flip tops that are interchangeable. Mm, I see. Or a self-sealing. <laughs> like a one-use <laughs> toothpaste right. pack. Yeah, so all you need to do is squeeze it and then that's it. How about a toothbrush that just oozes toothpaste from the bristles? Oh my God, like the washing up brushes where you put the, the, the liquid soap in the handle. Right. Oh my God, Sam, you're a genius. <laughs> Why isn't that a thing? Oh... Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I think that was a thing in maybe like the 70s. Oh, 70s, what a great decade that was. <laughs> they had all the best stuff. They also had the, uh, what else they have? The teas made. Do you ever have this in, um, in the States? It was, uh, must have been maybe the 80s perhaps in the UK. But this was a mechanism where an, an alarm clock and tea brewing device in mm. one. So you would get the alarm, wake you up, and it Tea's had made you a tea for you. Yeah, so the tea is made for you. That sounds like, uh, well, I think the American equivalent is the coffee maker alarm clock. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. They all, all about the coffee here. Yep. Yeah. No but that was, that was the 80s. Didn't really catch on, sadly, which seems strange because you're like, well, yeah. I mean, you have to leave the milk in a cup overnight if you want milk, which is a little bit. That mm. is iffy. Yeah. But that's only if you want milk with your tea, which I think like 80% of Brits do. Yeah. I would say 90 <laughs> maybe, but yes. Because <laughs> you could use powdered milk, but then right. it's all getting a little bit, you know. Yeah, someone told me, like, for Brits, um, whenever you have your tea, it's sugar is very optional. Yes. And milk is almost always. (laughs) Not optional. (laughs) Yeah, not optional. Yeah, I I would agree with that summation. 30 years of making tea and offering tea to people in the UK. Yeah. Experience would bear that out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so your toothpaste dispenser has been a fail. Yeah. Yeah, the, fir- the first one has been a fail. Not recommended. We should no. li- we should be on the lookout for another, or we should just fucking kickstart one. C minus would not would not buy again. <laughs> I love this toothpaste in the handle idea. That's quite genius. Just it's just always sudsy. Like there's because the whole rinsing process is done without the brush. The brush is not involved in the rinsing. Have you ever had like a, a Kickstarter idea? 
Hmm. No, I haven't actually. I've had a couple. So they always fail and they're always dumb and it's kind of a stupid right. way. Of, I think in that vein. Oh, you yes. Know, like, <laughs> it's perfectly matched this idea. <laughs> exactly. Something that you can see like like the juicer row, right? <laughs> Prime Kickstarter example, I believe. And it might have actually started as a Kickstarter. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So my idea was... The- and one, well, actually, just on the side of this, my pet peeve is news organizations reporting Kickstarters oh, right. as real products. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this is not a real thing. This is someone had an idea and is asking for money for an idea that might be a thing, but will probably fail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that bugs me, yeah. but still. So yes, remember kids, Kickstarter, not real things. 90% of the time, it's going to fail. I actually would like to see what the fail rate is for Kickstarters. Yeah, or definitely. Or undeliverable rate, which I'm actually guilty of, so... I'm. Mm. <laughs> oh, pray tell. Let's Sam. not talk about this. Okay. <laughs> that's not. What, that's not what we do on this show, Sam. We talk about things. <laughs> but my Kickstarter idea, mm-hmm. in addition to my failed one, I actually didn't fail. I just. I still need to send it out. Oh, I'm. I feel so. Oh man, just the, the wave of the procrastinating guilt <laughs> just washes over me like a sweet, sweet blanket of death. <laughs> But my Kickstarter idea that I think would be absolutely ridiculous, but people would pay for and expect it, yeah. is called the perfect whiteboard marker. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Made of brushed aluminum. <laughs> Very good. You know, scientifically proven to uh, compensate all kinds of grips for easy writing. The best part, interchangeable ink and tips. <laughs> so that you'll never have to run out of that like stupid ink again. It's like calligraphy pen, but exactly. for whiteboarding. Whiteboards are used in all of the nation, and by nation, I mean Bay Area's companies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're sitting between two right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there, there are no whiteboard markers. Right. I just think that, you know, like Kickstarter is very prone to mm. that Bay Area, Bay Area thinking where yeah. this is a product that's perfect for me and I don't understand why it's not all over the world and <laughs> you happen to be a white guy in the Bay Area. Right, as you're, as you're bouncing your space hopper to your catered lunch. <laughs> exactly. You're, this is probably the kind of company that would have an artisan, handcrafted, <laughs> interchangeable whiteboard markers. I'm on, I, I like it, Sam. If we can get Good. some notion of like straight from the ores of South Africa to your hands for this, you know... Um, yeah what is it safely sourced aluminium <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need to find out where the whiteboard was invented and then have some kind of link back to that mm-hmm. area well, who I want to find out where, who invented the whiteboard mm. uh, probably a company like 3M or something like that yeah right who invented the whiteboard this is our section of the show called Live Googling. Uh, it was invented as far back as the late fif- 1950s, but not, did not become very popular until the invention of the dry erasable marker in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> what came first? The whiteboard or the whiteboard marker? No, Turns but- out it was the whiteboard. <laughs> they had all these boards hanging around, like, oh, look at this. I guess one day it'll be really useful. Don't use a Sharpie. Oh, no. I don't well, think that's it's ruined. actually considered a whiteboard if you're writing on it and you're not erasing it. Just a wall. It. Just, it's, seriously, it's just a wall. Guys, guys, you'll never guess what I invented. A wall you can write on. Oh, great. Can you erase it? Mm, no. Sorry. <laughs> Haven't thought that far yet. 
would you kickstart this idea, this project? Mm, you know, have, I might. To have the best whiteboard marker ever. And if you order now, as mm-hmm. an early backer, you order get now. two. Oh, with different tips and different cartridges for ink. I do like the idea of like next time I'm in a meeting and I whip out my own custom aluminum whiteboard marker. I'm like, whoa, what's that? Comes in a bespoke wooden (gasps) case. Zinc lined case. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think people would just lose their shit because you can spend hundreds of dollars on fountain pens. Why are you not on dry erase pens? This is exactly what I'm saying. Oh my God. Wow. You've blown my mind twice today. <laughs> I think maybe your graphic design, you're, you're wasted. You should be in industrial design. You know, that, you know what they say. Actually, I don't know what they say. I just said that. I had a... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is I'm glad you're, you're editing the show this week so you can deal with that. Uh, not me. <laughs> I'm going to be cutting out so much of my shit. <laughs> More updates. I finished Trial and Error. Oh my God. Great NBC sitcom that Sam is a big fan of. I apologize. I'm so sorry for you. Uh, it. I can report it did not get better. Mm. I know you're not surprised by that. Was there at least a good cliffhanger? Uh, no. <laughs> nope. You find out who the murderer is. And I'm going to tell you who the murderer is. Do you want to know who the murderer is? Oh, no. Okay, spoilers coming up now for, for Trial and Error. Hit yes. NBC's hit show, Trial and Error. An owl. Listeners, I wish you could see Sam's face right now. <laughs> For both murders? <laughs> uh, there's only, wait, who was the second murder? The first, oh. his first wife was, also, died in the same way. <laughs> I think that remains unsolved. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It was an owl. How, how did you feel when that happened? <sighs> you know what? I mean... I have some goodwill to this show because mm. it has John Lithgow in it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Because the thing is like, like the beginning of the second half of the of the season, I was like, okay, this is kind of getting like a little twisty turny. Mm-hmm. Like they did like a quite a good job of pulling out little like left turns and bringing new characters in and new suspects and kind of keeping things. I was like, okay, this could be kind of cool. But then... Because he gets convicted and he goes to prison and then they find a video that she took of herself. herself. She was taking a selfie of the video of herself. Mm. A selfie video. Self, selfie. I think it's just a selfie. Okay. <clears throat> and um, yeah, there's an owl mm. pushed through a plate glass window. So there you go. Fucking owls. <laughs> Next time there's an unsolved murder, look for the owl. <laughs> this is what I've learned. So... After you watch the first season of it, yep. what is your final assessment of the show? If it comes back for a second season, I will watch it. No. Because, you know what? As a throwaway 20-minute comedy show, like some, I, I need that variation in my life. Like sometimes I can't be watching these hour-long dramas all the time. Some, some nights I'm just like, ah, yeah, let's just do a little 20 minutes comedy. Couldn't you rewatch like Friends or Seinfeld again? Sure. Yeah, I've done Seinfeld a couple mm. of times. Um, but yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I need a little throwaway thing that I don't need to pay too much attention to. I see. I did want to ask you, what is your, your equivalent right now? Like, what's your sort of My like? equivalent of a throwaway show? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked this because I actually, mm. um, I signed up for Hulu. Ah. 
And they, today they announced a th- for $40 a month, they're also doing a live TV package, very similar to like the YouTube. Oh. Everyone's getting involved in the live TV packages now. So so they can totally ditch cable then. That would actually be That's the awesome. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, have a look at the at the uh, channels they provide. Mm. Um, could be useful. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like the sport side of it, interesting. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of going to the NBA. <laughs> Watching basketball quite a bit now. <laughs> Something to do while until the football comes back. Sure. Yeah. And but going back to the original topic of what is my throwaway show. Oh yes. Of course. Um, I have been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Have yeah. you heard of the show? I of yes. So the reason why I got Hulu for it is whenever I'm in Stockholm, that's my throwaway show because I just need to relax. I just need to have something on as yes. I like, you know, wind down for the evening, check oh. email. And so I something turn- as juvenile as your two children. Exactly. You of them. Um, and the Netflix in Stockholm actually has Brooklyn Nine-Nine available. And I'm in this mode where like, it, it just allows me to wind down because of like a Pavlovian response, right? Like I'm in the hotel room, I'm just like chilling out and I turn on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I watch it. And I kind of wanted to feel relaxed again. Like, and so the only place that's available for streaming of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is Hulu in the States. So I signed up. And as soon as like the music comes on, like I'm in this like <laughs> weird thing. I feel like I'm in the Miss Clara in Stockholm. <laughs> it's just a like, really odd feeling. I'm like, I f- like I kind of look around. Um, but yeah, it just gets me relaxed. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dumb show that you can just keep on and not really concentrate. A throwaway show, much like Trial and Error. Yeah. I've been watching, actually speaking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I believe that was created by Mike Schur. Who sure, S C H U R, sure. Uh, he also was involved in Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. the U.S. version of The Office. He has a new show, The Good Place, mm. which I think wrapped up a couple of months back. Also on NBC. Okay, well it is, and I've also watched it. Well, it's it's considering it's the producer or a producer of Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. The Office. It could be helpful. Yes. Um, what is your initial assessment of it? Oh, I finished it. Oh. <laughs> I have a lot of time on my hands right now. Uh, so this has Ted Danson in it, who I liked in Cheers, mm-hmm. and has Kristen Bell in it, who I loved in Twilight. Hmm. Kristen Bell is not in Twilight. Better than Trial and Error, I would say. If I can, <laughs> if I can persuade you to watch another throwaway comedy 20-minute show on NBC, I would try and persuade you to watch this. Mm, do I need to know the premise, or is it better off if I don't know the premise? Because your premise of the trial and error show did not make me excited about it. The premise is Kristen Bell's character dies and she is sent to the good place, which Mm. is heaven, uh, which is overseen by Ted Danson. Interesting. Starts off quite dumb, but actually by the end, they take some left turns and like, does actually a pretty good job of sort of holding up a looking glass to humanity Mm. and the human condition. So I'm like, it was actually, there's quite a lot going on. Like, it seems quite dumb to begin with. But once you kind of push through a few episodes, and like, it is dumb humor. But like, actually underneath, you're like, oh, wait, that's actually, hmm. There's some kind of interesting ideas. Yeah, yes. Unlike Trial and Error, which is just dumb mm. all, all the way through. This uh, kind of feels like, oh, it has something to say about what it means to be a human. Mm. <laughs> 
Um, so much like The Office, where you just think yeah. it's like this awkward documentary about this loser. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. And yeah. every once in a while, it has this like really heartfelt episodes that make you cry. I'm talking about The British Office, by the way. Not so much crying involved, but mm. like still like, oh yeah, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Mm, nice. So I don't know if you have a trip coming up or you need, or you run out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes, it is avail- available on Hulu right now. Okay. The whole season. Um, that reminds me, like the premise of this show actually reminds me of another one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you've seen it or watched it. I'm trying to guess what this, what this is. Called Dead Like Me. Mm, I've never heard of this. Uh, write it down. It's a very good show. Um, it got canceled like after the second season, I believe. Mm. But yeah, it's just the premise sounds pretty familiar. Not as much of a throwaway comedy, um, but still funny in bits. Um, really good. I miss that show. Think about it very fondly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, just to go back to trial and error. I did a little Google-ing of it and <laughs> a little binging, should we say. Mm. I binged it. Do you, are you on the bing now? Nope. I just like saying it. <laughs> Sometimes I bing myself when I'm alone. We don't talk about that kind of stuff on the show. So yeah, I binged Was it. Was this before and- or after the Silicon Sphinx? <laughs> <laughs> um let me what am i saying so <laughs> so i bing trial and error and much like the expanse i could only find good reviews of it what is happening what is going mm. on i'm baffled by this so that was strange and also speaking of things that are bad that people think are good i listened over to a recent episode of the incomparable uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And they reviewed season one and two of The Magicians and were, had very good things to say about it, especially season two. So I, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if we can go back to that well. No. We've, we have, we've tasted it and it was not no good. But it seems like actually they it gets a lot better in season two. Well, and that's what I hear about The Expanse big. as well. Yeah. Have you tried it? No, mm-hmm. I haven't tried season two. No. I've I've attempted to continue on with the magicians and it's just so ridiculously stupid. It's yeah. So dumb. So 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 dumb. <laughs> um have a listen to this episode where they yeah, they go go chat about it. I don't know, they made it sound like, huh, maybe I was missing out on some more interesting dark fucked up shit that happens mm. okay more interesting stuff i don't know i mean i'm not sure uh, are you, you're talking about the magi- magicians right yeah yeah I, I i heard it gets really gory mm. and just like very violent so i don't know if that's your definition of good yes yeah, so it seems like not necessarily good yeah um but i thought that was interesting i always like to find people who have been opinions different to us okay they might but be i'm not sure to i'm gonna get back to on it and see if i agree with it or not yeah yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't think I'll be going back to the magicians anytime no, soon. No, not me. Really, I have I have other shows to watch. There's so many good shows that are coming out. So some stuff that I'm excited uh, excited about um, is American Gods. Mm, yeah. And um, the Dark Tower series is going to ramp up soon. Dark Tower. Yep, Stephen King's books. It's like his magnum opus series. I have not, I'm not familiar with that. Idris Elba is the gunslinger. Oh, oh that sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twin Peaks. 
I've watched Twin Peaks. Well, that's coming back soon, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm not just naming good shows from the past. <laughs> it really I'm, depends because it I so felt, depends. I'm so curious. Yeah, I, I felt like how many seasons of Twin Peaks are there? There's two and then there's the movie Fire oh, Walk With right. Me. So I, yeah. Which I've seen yet can remember nothing about. Yeah. I yeah. should watch it again because I have fond memories of that show. Oh, I was talking about the movie, but yes. Oh, I see. But speaking of very confusing shows that are artfully done. <laughs> I started watching Fargo. Uh-huh. Someone told me about it and says it's like just the production is really good. The acting is really good. After you watch Legion, you're like, what's this guy done? Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, Fargo. Noah Charlie. It's my favorite kind of bread. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it like a mixture of a challah bread yeah and a <laughs> barley <laughs> loaf it has like actual actors in it as opposed to like tv show actors which i found oddly refreshing big budget like yeah. these movie stars it is a big budget and the fact that they're like I think I, I believe there's like 20 episodes a season, which is crazy. I heard that season two was not quite so good, but it gets better again in season three. I forget what the source is, so I'm not sure how reputable that is. But um, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it has actors like um, Ewan McGregor. I think he either comes out in like season two or season three. Colin Hanks. Tom Hanks's oh. son. Yeah. Who actually plays a really good role. Um, Martin Freeman is one of the main characters oh, in yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. season. Well, I do have some travel coming up, so I need some shows. So uh, I believe season one's on Netflix right now. So I can't... Or is it Hulu? I forget, but yeah. Either one. Yeah, you should be able to... Well, with Hulu, you can't download it. No. That sucks. It does suck. But um, yeah. Better Call Saul season three is mm. running right now which I know you haven't seen, so that's fine. But it's really good, Sam. There are a few moments where you're just like, wow. Like just the, I don't know, this is like nothing I've seen before. Maybe it's like Legion, where you're just like, you just marvel in the beauty of the things that you're seeing. We're like, huh, that's kind of crazy that what I'm looking at, like the artistic choices they make and stuff. Yeah, good show. Would watch again. Would I pay $25 for the season pass or would I wait for it to come out on Netflix next year? Mm, I would pay for the season pass. For Better Call Saul? Yeah. Mm. For season three or season two? Well, I guess season three, but I haven't seen it yet. So okay. yeah, it's tough to make that call, but I probably will. I will call him and then he'll say, yes, definitely give me $25. You're on your phone a lot, right? I try to be less and less, but yes, I am. I am one of the millennials. Have you, what is your, what is your take on Ticket to Earth so far? Have you? Yeah, I've been playing it. It hasn't grabbed me. Mm. Um, the game mechanic is okay, I think. Um, the sort of jumping around or matching blocks, which I think is random, which is interesting because I know how much you don't like the random nature of some games. It is random, yes. Um, it's okay, I think. I'm not completely captivated. I'm not sure I would recommend anyone spend $7 on this. But that said, now that I have spent $7 on it, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Which I know is not a 
great in-depth review. Um, what do I like about it? I don't know. Uh, for right now, it's hard to see the progression because I'm like, all right, I'm killing robots by jumping around on squares and smacking them. Which is like, okay, okay. I ha- obviously skip all parts of the story and talking and reading. Um, so maybe I'm missing out on some... Crucial key story plots? Yes, of okay. like why she's doing this. But I'm like, I don't care. Let me kill robots. Some of the problems, it's not that satisfying to play. It's missing a little... Uh, is that fair? I don't know. It's, it's like there's a whole bunch of power-ups and shit you can do, but I feel like I don't use them very well. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not super clear how and when to use them. Again, probably because I've skipped over all the instructions and yeah. talking about it, but so I'm like, okay, so I've got, I can make a fire blade. I can do like a stun thing. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of scales Changing of justice map, yep. that blow up shit. But I feel like it's difficult to make a... St- Maybe the maybe what I struggle with is like feeling there's a strategy. I'm like, okay, I can go over here and then I can go over there and then I can kill these robots. It's more like, okay, I guess I'll go over here. I'll try and kill this. And then because like each time you walk over the blocks, they regenerate to a different color. You're like, oh, well, I can't really plan for the next move. I guess I'll just go over here and hope the things work out. Maybe that's what I'm finding a little unpleasing about it. I, don't I know. feel like I can still predict a little bit like on what my next steps will be. So that's the aspect that I really liked about it. Um, I feel like there's a, a bit of planning in regards to what powers to use is also like an interesting aspect. The fact that the the tiles are completely random, but there's some sense to like how they're generated, I think is okay. Like that random feeling is okay. Because mm, I know that is problematic for you in other games. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, the storyline drives me forward. Like it's just there. It's It's pretty dumb, but it's still something to latch onto as a as a good continuum for playing the game. But other than that, yeah, it's kind of a lot flatter than I thought it would be. Like in the- Flatter is such a good word. Yeah. yeah, Initially, I was a little bit more excited about the different power-ups, you know, and like how quickly they were put into the play and the aspect of the story and like where it was going. But overall, like it hasn't gripped me as much as I would like it to. Um, but I'm still going to continue to play, see where it takes me in regards to like, maybe the story is magnificent or there's some other power-ups that you can get, but I'll keep you updated, <laughs> but I can totally get it from, from your aspect, especially if you're not inter- interested in the story that, you know, the controls are not 100% easy to, to That do was as actually well. something I was going to talk about. Yeah. Cause you know, Subway is my playing time. Yep. Because what I like about Lara Croft is you can you don't need to actually tap on her and move her to the place. You just sort of swipe in the direction. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that maybe that would be similar here. Like I can just you need swipe to be the pretty pre- precise with it. Yeah. Um, if you let go of your thumb, it like sets that action into play. And the fact that you only have two actions per round, yeah, means that you have to be precise. Or if you fuck up, there's no undo. Right. That's so true. Yeah. So. Yeah, there are some things that they can actually fix, like maybe a, a fat thumb mode, which some games have. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, like that hoplite. one we like, hoplites, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, it's okay. Mm. Maybe not worth seven bucks. Yeah, definitely worth two ninety nine. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, it's hard to see. The limit. I don't like criticizing app pricing because <laughs> apps should cost more money, but it's hard to see why this is a $7 game versus... yeah. Like, I don't know, Lara Croft Go or... Yeah, to me, it's more similar. Well, the gameplay mechanic is similar to Lara Croft Go. 
but like the story elements is like SteamWorld Heist for me. But the gameplay is nothing like SteamWorld Heist. Lara Croft Go hasn't stuck with me either this time around. Mm. I think partly because there's some glitch in the game that lowers the volume of the podcast that's playing by about 20%. Oh my God, that is like the worst <laughs> crime. So I was like, oh, oh wait, the volume's gone. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll play something else. I'm still playing Trilogic. Hmm. Trilogic Park, I've completed water and I've completed land. Oh, shit. I now have just fire fire left to go, which is the hardest. Yeah, still, I guess it's a pretty good game. I think for, was it a couple of bucks? Still needs a theme for me, but. <laughs> I've uninstalled Merged. Yeah. Oh my God, I saw a guy playing it on the subway though the other day. I always wanted to tap him on the shoulder and go, Merged! <laughs> That's also what I yell out when I open my pull requests like, <laughs> that's a nerd joke that's no one an get. engineering joke yes. <laughs> test test oh it's very low